It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Daily Tech News Show is powered by me. I'm in Tom's backyard right now on a stationary cycle hooked up to a generator. Okay, that's not true. But I am helping keep the lights on, and so can you. Go to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support to find out how. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, June 1st, 2018. Happy Patreon Day. Thanks, patrons. In Los Angeles, I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from a place where nothing is giving, everything is earned, I'm Len Peralta. That's so true. That's what they call Cleveland. <laughs> The place where those things he said are true. Uh, Also joining us, very happy to have Rob DeMillo back, CTO of Nimble Collective, and I like to say friend of the show. Welcome back, Rob. Thank you so much. Happy to be here, and I'm above a bar in San Francisco. Ah, which bo- wait, wait, never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna make this. I'll find hey, out bar. later. Yeah. Uh, hey, folks. Uh, our producer Roger Chang is here. Two days straight of internet. Yes, yeah. I'm hoping that it continues for the length of my contract. Okay, <laughs> hey, you mean your contract well. with the ISP? Yeah. Yes. Right. He <laughs> doesn't have a contract with me. He can leave any time. You can leave right now. Please don't. <laughs> Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Sources tell Gizmodo that Google Cloud CEO Diane Green told employees Friday that Google will not seek another contract for work providing AI to the U.S. Department of Defense after the current contract expires in 2019. Project Maven was the one where Google was providing some AI, mostly open source, they say, for the analysis of drone footage. However, thousands of employees had signed a petition asking Google to cancel the contract. So they're not canceling, but they're not going to do any more after this one. A leaked list of E3 Nintendo games posted to 4chan indicates a version of Fortnite will come to the Nintendo Switch. Eurogamer says it has sources that say the list is accurate. Fortnite launched on iOS back in March and is coming to Android as well this summer. AT&T informed court officials it will not appeal a decision that the U.S. Federal Trade Commission does have authority over AT&T's internet business. So the court ruled that it does. AT&T's not going to fight it any longer. AT&T had challenged the FTC's authority in advance of a trial over AT&T's practice of slowing down the speeds of so-called unlimited users when they reached a data threshold. The FCC's decision to remove the open internet guidelines earlier this year rested in part on the justification that the FTC would have authority over consumer complaints about net neutrality violations. So this lays that 
all to rest. All right, let's talk a little bit more about what Facebook's doing. Uh, what are they doing, Sarah? Well, so you know that trending section that was in the right-hand upper corner that you could collapse if it was super annoying? That's at least what I did. Facebook says it's shutting down that trending section at the top of its homepage because it wasn't popular enough with users. The trending section was launched in 2014, was available in five countries. Facebook will add a new feature called Today In to highlight local events and let 80 publishers highlight their stories and have an optional breaking news tag. So yeah, I hate I hated trending topics. They were so stupid. <sighs> they weren't always stupid. They were often stupid. And I know that they were trending in part because it was kind of celebrity stuff. But you also would see what a lot of us, I think, would now say fake news or misleading and a lot of the stuff that Facebook has come to realize was bad for business. I have I have a a fistful of thoughts that I will throw out and and Rob and you and Sarah can can respond to whichever ones you want. Uh one, I always found algorithmically generated trending lists like Twitter has interesting because it's like, oh, this this stuff is popping up a lot whether I liked it or not was immaterial. Two, I don't think there's any evidence that the trending section was the source of any of Facebook's problems. So it's an easy win for them because it might be perceived that way. But I don't know if it's fixing anything. And three, if it really was just a low traffic part of their site, it's an even easier win because, you know, why keep a part of your site that you don't think is performing well? So, so my fist is uh, it was probably annoying a lot of people. And so they were, they were getting a lot of responses about that. It, it probably did amplify the echo chamber because the more things that you click on, the more, the more of that type of material would show up. And you would personally think that there was a lot of activity around it. And three, that, those, that last thing I just said would feed into the trending topics thing. So. Well, except if it's not a highly performing area – then not very many people are clicking on it. True so enough. if not many people I mean, are clicking on it, then it's not really causing much amplification, is it? True enough. I'd like to know how many people just said, I don't want to see this because you could collapse that mm-hmm. area. And once mm-hmm. I did, I was like, it just sort of cleans up everything, right? I don't have my chat stuff open mm-hmm. when I'm looking at it on the web either. So that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. And and that might be one of the reasons Facebook says they weren't seeing a lot of usage is most people I I'd be curious how many people didn't even have it show up who who had just gotten rid of it. I'm not a big user of Facebook. Uh I almost never go to the homepage of Facebook. Uh so I'm probably this is probably a useless observation, but I I don't even remember what it looked like. It was a lot of stuff like I don't know. Some uh, star from the voice got into a car accident. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. We were like, eh, I, don't I, I do wish, I, and I hope one day we can return. Now is not that day, but I hope one day <laughs> we can return to valid trending topics, which I, I Twitter seems to be able to yeah. show just fine. Well, because it's just, it's pure numbers, right? And it's, and it's, you have to go to a trending topic area in Twitter to see what mm-hmm. is actually trending. And it doesn't actually affect any of your feed stuff. With Facebook, if you click on that stuff, it, it, it did feed into itself. So. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Arm announced the 7 nanometer Cortex A76 CPU. Uh, that's their latest CPU design. The Mali, M-A-L-I, Mali G76 GPU graphics processor, and the Mali mm-hmm. V76 video processor. Arm designed the A76 CPU from scratch, calls it laptop class. 
because it is as powerful or more powerful than the ARM designs that were being used in laptops before. It supposedly improves performance by around 35% and energy efficiency by 40%. The G76 GPU claims one and a half times performance improvement. It doubles the number of execution pipelines, and it says it improves the energy efficiency by 30%. And that V76 video processor can handle 8K 60 frames per second video or multiple 4K streams, obviously multiple HD streams too. The G76 GPU is available for sampling, so you might see that end up in a product later this year. Uh, The A76 CPU likely won't arrive in consumer products until 2019. I didn't see any estimates on dates for the v76 uh roger you know this this is arm uh saying you know this is our next generation we've got powerful processors and really trying to push the idea of our processors are good enough to be used in laptops because they want to get into intel space uh i here let me stop this uh i see it as like a not necessarily like a, a a definitely marking out territory that they want to they want to be in eventually now whether or not this can compete with intel's mainstream offerings still still to be determined but it definitely points to signs that they definitely are interested in that space and that they're going to continue moving into it it also means at least in my mind that uh the rumors of apple developing in-house you know arm derivative uh chips to eventually replace intel and their mainstream offerings could be completely valid. And, you know, they don't need to be uh, more powerful. They just need to at least be as powerful and and do all the stuff that people expect from their run-of-the-mill laptop. Like, not everyone is going to be using Adobe Creative Cloud. Not everyone needs to have, you know, a a, a separate high-end GPU. In fact, most people get by with the Intel integrated GPU, which... If anyone's ever used it, isn't you know all that to write home about. But it's functional enough that you can surf the web, you can write emails, uh, you can do spreadsheets, you can do ninety percent of the stuff that most people use their laptops for. So, so the other conversation to be had here is being the, the cloud computing guy on the on the squad here. Um, we we run into problems all the time with not having enough um, machines in the cloud that are GPU based. And so one of the questions I have is if they're really bragging about this chip that much, can you put a box around it, call it a server, make it a day? I mean, like, I mean, definitely ARM was pushing, or not maybe ARM, but Qualcomm was was pushing into the server space. And, you know, they're allegedly moving back away from it. But, uh, you know... I mean, isn't isn't that one of the? That's also one of the the places that ARM wants to be is in the server market, not necessarily doing the the same high end number crunching, but definitely in the the rack space where people are concerned about, hey, how do I get the most uh, number crunching out of the least amount of you know wattage, right? I don't want to necessarily light up you know the entire city of of Detroit trying to just you know serve out a bunch of web pages to people across the globe. Yeah, and and it makes sense to to say like, hey, we've got an energy efficient laptop yeah. class chip. Uh, use that. Yeah. And if do a blade server, I don't know, just stick it on a, a a card and put it, plug it into a black backplane with you know a bunch of other similar cards. And look, you know, you could you could even if you could if they could get the price point right and they can you know show that it is an effective replacement 
or an alternative, maybe not replacement, but alternative to like, you know, what Intel or, or AMD offers. Mm-hmm. That'd be, I mean, that'd be great because, you know, frankly, Intel has been kind of been slowing the boat a little bit because they really haven't had a need to damn things up so much in their space. And Ryzen from AMD, which, you know, granted is an x86 architecture, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of lit the, <laughs> the the Bunsen burner under the collection thing. I will disagree with you that Intel has been slow because they they don't think they need to. They've been scrambling to figure out how to have a new area they can move into, and they keep getting scooped. Uh, ARM is kind of doing that again with this. Uh, I know Rich Stoffolino was saying in our Slack earlier today that that maybe Intel shifts to FPGAs because that is a fertile market for potential AI applications and one that nobody has dominated yet. That, well, that's yeah. a great that's a great idea. Yeah, we we, we we see a lot of we see a lot of Nvidia's. Like so, there's a lot of Nvidia chips that are that are in the the, the cloud based servers, and those are uh, I, I think it's eating Intel's lunch. I, I don't see a lot of Intel based uh, GPUs in the cloud. In other news that's actually uh, very timely since Tom was in Australia for a couple of weeks, Amazon announced Thursday it will no longer serve the international version of its website to Australians starting on July 1st in order to avoid a new sales tax, a 10% tax at that on imported online goods worth less than $1,000 goes into effect July 1st. Amazon's Australian website, which has fewer goods listed than the regular Amazon.com, will be the only version of Amazon available to those at least determined to be indeed in Australia. When I was in Australia, people were complaining about Amazon and how they would try to order things and they wouldn't show, they wouldn't be available for shipping to Australia anyway, because there was, Mm -hmm. there's confusion over what's actually provided by Amazon and what's shipped through third parties. And a lot of times third party sellers are like, no, we're not going to worry. We're not going to deal with customs and, and sending things overseas. Uh, So, I don't know how much of a burden this will actually be. I'd love to hear from more of the Australians in the audience about this, but uh, it certainly isn't great to say, you know what, uh, to, to avoid your tax, Australia, we're just going to rip out everything except the the in-country site. This is feels to me like the old Amazon that would try to punish states in the U.S., who tried to apply a sales tax to them because they had a warehouse by pulling their warehouse out of the state. That always ended up with Amazon coming to some sort of arrangement, paying tax and putting the warehouse back. So I have a feeling this is this is just a matter of bluster and eventually they'll the two sides will come to a conclusion. Well, I know we had a story, uh, gosh, a couple months ago now of uh, warehouses within Australian, you know, within the country of Australia, which helped with tariff uh, um, uh, numbers and and a lot of Australians had complained they were very high. So you think, okay, there's stuff going on uh, where the price can come down great. But again, even if you're used to paying a little bit more and all of a sudden your version of Amazon has a lot less than what you had enjoyed before – yeah, it kind of sucks. And this tax was targeted at Amazon. Apparently, a lot of eBay sellers were falling under rule, other rules and having to pay the tax and were upset that if you sold through oh. Amazon, you could avoid the tax. Did not hear that. Interesting. Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference will start Monday with a keynote speech at 1 p.m. Eastern or 1700 UTC from San Jose, California. Apple will update developers on their various operating systems. That's what they do every year. Uh, the, the smart money is on some kind of response to Google's digital well-being announcements from I.O. Mark Gurman and the Bloomberg crew have been doing good work reporting on that. There's no end of speculation about whether there'll have be any other surprise announcements, hardware announcements, etc. Now, I will wait to tell you what they announce after they 
announced it. I used to have fun trying to guess the announcements ahead of time, so maybe I'm just getting jaded, but these days I just kind of want to ignore the guessing game and, and wait for them to make the speech and then talk about it. Am I alone on that? No. Nope. I, I think if we were an Apple-focused show, of course, it would be like the week running up to WWDC. Sure. sure. But I think, especially since we all, we're all we all familiar with uh, the news and how these sorts of things become frenzied until the actual announcement and then you're either excited about what actually got announced because you were right or you're disappointed because the rumor that you heard didn't actually end up happening well let's just wait till monday then we'll know rob you're with us you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I'm completely with you. I, I yeah. <laughs> what's, what, what's Sarah said with a line and an exclamation point? <laughs> I... I, I I I feel like I thought we would have more disagreement on this or or at least different takes on this, but I I wonder how many other people out there feel the same way. And, and with Sarah's caveat, I think that's the perfect way to think about it is like, yes, if you are listening to an Apple show, you're going to expect this, but do you care to hear speculation ahead of time? And it kind of creeps out into, into other areas of coverage. Like, do you want to know all the Google pixel rumors, all the Samsung galaxy S rumors? It's not just an Apple thing, but the more, the more hype and clickbait that surround these sorts of things ahead of time, the less I want to cover them, the more I just want to wait for the actual announcement and say, okay, now we know. Let's talk about it. Because, Rob, I know we were talking before the show. WWDC is not the place where you get the most interesting Apple announcements anyway. No, no, no. You're going to find out the notch is five millimeters larger and and, <laughs> and Tim Cook will be on stage. And and there'll be some, some great no, developer tools. Those are my predictions. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to be fair, sometimes you'll hear a crazy rumor about something before. It's not just WWDC, but lots of big company announcements where you're like, 
wow, really? We're going to get an iPad with wings or, you know, that sort of thing. It's like, sure, we might talk about that. I haven't seen anything ahead of next week's uh, show that moved the needle that much for me. It's kind of like, okay, you know, new iOS stuff that'll happen later in the year. And If we were in an iPad with wings, we would be talking about that right now. <laughs> right, yeah. but we're not, although we might. That, let's start that now. Uh, sources, <laughs> sources being Sarah, tell DTNS me. Sources who asked not to be named. Uh... Oh, sorry, I just named you Tam. Blew that. <laughs> Uh, no, I, the most interesting thing will be to see how Apple responds to the Google digital well-being stuff. If you, if you missed it at I.O., Google did a bunch of stuff about here are tools to help you control how much you use your device and stop it taking over your life. And immediately people say, well, why isn't Apple doing this? And my response was because their developers conference is in June. That's why they're not doing it. And this is, the, this is when we're going to hear that. So I will be interested to, to hear what those plans are. And if they're more evidence-based, Google's were sort of like, we think making the screen gray might help. Uh, I'd I like to, to see more research behind that, but it's all meant well. So it's good. Well, something that Apple might talk about, might implement along with a lot of other companies is Unicode 11.0, which arrives on June 5th, along with Emoji 11.0, which means companies can begin supporting new emojis that were first announced back in February. Just because they can support it doesn't mean they'll implement it, but now they can. So 66 new emoji code points in Unicode 11.0 include a softball, a kangaroo, a llama, a partying face, whatever that means, a parrot, lobster, and many more. Now, Party face say, has a party hat and a noisemaker in its mouth. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's like a, like a birthday party face. Mm -hmm. Now, code points would indicate completely new emoji. There is also a new emoji, for example, that it's a person with red hair. Didn't have that before. Or a person mm -hmm. with curly red hair. So that is not necessarily a completely new emoji. It's sort of a, 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 a new spin on an emoji that already existed because it's a person. So all in all, it's over 100. Now, you might say, well, hold on a second. Wasn't the last emoji... Emoji 5.0, why did we go to 11? Well, Unicode says, the contortion anyway explained in a blog post that skipping to Emoji 11.0 actually better relates to the Unicode numbering because they're both 11 now. So the next Unicode release is planned for March 2019. Some of the draft candidates include a diving mask, an axe, and a Hindu temple. Hmm. Hmm. At what point do we reach peak emoji? <laughs> We're not there yet, Tom. It's not now. Will we not, ever get there? Not today. Because, you know, cold face emoji, I'm like, oh, okay, I could see myself using that. Uh, but there were ways to express that you were cold before just with the icicle. So we're, we're almost expressing nuance at this point, right? Uh, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, all kidding aside, of all the emojis, which I'm, you know, I'm emoji friendly, maybe not as much as some people, but yeah, I use the same five over and over. But it's actually interesting how emoji became, it started kind of with like, ah, this is what, what is this? You know, it's this whole thing that was created in Japan. And then people started to be like, well, eh, it's actually kind of an interesting way to express yourself. It's not just, you know, silly anymore. It's it, actually useful. And then we've kind of gotten into like the political correctness of emoji where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, hold on a second. You know, well, you, what about the redheads in the world? We need an emoji for that. It's developed into its own language. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, what's what, what we're seeing is just kind of uh, the pains of it going through various iterations of of use. I, I, I don't know. I think part of it is some of it is people like using it because they can shorthand everything. Um, but at the same time, you know, I 
would not be I would not be surprised if in some near future date it becomes a a global language if you were like oh I I don't speak your language but I can emo I can emoji what I need from you oh I need I need this particular vegetable or I need to find this you know restroom or this hotel or something did did, did you guys watch Doctor Who do you watch yeah. Doctor Who do you see this the second episode of the last season with mm-hmm. the robots in the future that only talk with emojis yeah yes. Oh, Earth technology. Yes, it is. I need more verbs. <laughs> Not that you can't express ah. a verb, but I don't know. <laughs> State of emoji. Uh, California is launching two pilot programs to let autonomous vehicles pick up passengers in the state. One program uh, is like other programs we've seen in Pittsburgh and Arizona. It requires a safety driver. So we, we this is starting, if anything, the important part of that pilot program is we're starting to see this become a regular thing. States that are participating in allowing tests like this are, are starting to allow uh, pickup of passengers. However, there is another program that is being created and approved that lets companies remotely monitor the car, meaning there doesn't need to be a human on board and it will still be able to pick up passengers. Now, to get that license, uh, you obviously have to apply, and passengers would have to be 18 years old or older. You'd have to be able to verify that. Uh, you can't charge the passengers because they want passengers to give full, unfettered feedback. Uh, and the cars cannot operate near airports, interestingly. Uh, at least two companies, one of which is Waymo, have applied. I'll be curious to find out what the other one is. Waymo also planning a driverless service in Arizona that they announced uh, they want to get on the road before the end of the year. So uh, that that is the bigger step to me, Rob, is we've moved to allowing tests of actual driverless cars. Yeah, are, are they allowing them on uh, highways? Is that uh, is that a thing? High speed transport. I don't know. It did not say in anything I is read it? if there was a restriction or not about which roadways. It only said they couldn't operate near airports. Okay, that was that because that would be far more alarming if they would allow driverless cars remotely monitored or not to move at highway speeds. Would well, they would do allow similar. driverless cars to move at highway speeds now. If they have a safety driver. If they have a safety driver, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, without, I mean, putting somebody in a car uh, without a driver and remotely monitored and then getting on the highway and doing 65 miles an hour. Although the highway a- driving is actually easier for the for the autonomous cars to navigate than the local driving. They're, most of the accidents, not Tesla autopilot, but most of the accidents with actual autonomous car tests have been on local byways and highways or right but if there's if there's an accident the fatality rates will be higher like if, you, if you're doing if you're doing 30 miles an hour on the city street and you get an accident that's a walk away situation usually right but if you if you're going 65 miles an hour and a semi truck jackknifes in front of you and the car doesn't respond properly and somebody remotely is not going to be able to see that that that's an issue so the airport uh, thing is interesting because it's like, okay, well, you're not supposed to fly drones, you know, in a certain uh, area of airspace either, but that's because it could interfere with planes. That's not what anybody would be worried about with autonomous vehicles necessarily. Although, and I know a lot of airports are, are laid out differently, but my local airport, LAX, is like, that's where people drive the most erratically, <laughs> right? So it's like, that actually makes sense to me that it's yeah. like, you know what? Just stay out of the airports because you're going to get in an accident. It's going to ruin the whole day. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. It's yeah, interesting, I, though. I don't feel it, comfortable it, it, stating with certainty that it's not on highways, but I'm not seeing anything that says it isn't. So that's, I mean, this is, this is, yeah, this is the training wheels, right? For, for getting completely autonomous vehicles up, up and operating. But it's, I, we're going a little too quick. I'm a little concerned. That's, that's your concern on the highway is going a little too quick. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Ah! 
very funny. Um, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, it will be interesting to see what the other company doing this is. Waymo is certainly taking the lead now as Uber has put a pause on a lot of its operations because of the fatality in Arizona, uh, right. because someone died uh, because of the, uh, because of what appears to be, and we're still waiting for the, the final, final thing, but it appears to be a fault in the system that just didn't identify the person properly. Uh, that is a horrible price to pay to improve the service. It will improve the service. Um, so, Waymo feels more confident that they, it can avoid those things. Uh, I'm curious who the other company that feels that confident is in California. Isn't Tesla being forced to change the name of their, their service from autopilot to something else? I have not heard that they're being forced to. I, I've heard they've, they've said they aren't going to change it, even though a lot okay. of people have been saying they should. Thought I read something. Okay. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to Daily Tech Headlines at dailytechheadlines.com. We get letters, lots and lots of letters, but they're electronic, and we put them in the mailbag, which is really just a folder in our email. Sarah, what's in them? Sometimes we print them out. I don't know. Actually, I, that's not something I do, but we could. Okay, so this first one actually refers to, I think, something we were talking about in yesterday's post show, or maybe it was two days ago, where Tom and I had both gotten an email from Bank of America, which is a big U.S. bank, uh, saying that they had a new assistant called Erica. And we were like, how do they make these names for these assistants and why are they all female? Stephen wrote, I'm listening to more than a day behind, so you might have gotten a lot of emails about this already, but I'll say it anyway. Naming their chatbot Erica is clearly a play on the full name of the Bank of America. Erica. Which I did not even think of. Right over my head. Yeah. And actually, uh, Stephen, you're right the only one who pointed that out. So there is there is voice as well uh, in this, which I didn't think there was. So anyway, so Erica, America, get it? Hey, Rob, I did a quick back of the the seat of the pants research here and it looks like there was a group uh filing a deceptive name charge against tesla ah, ah okay but that's what I saw. tesla has said no we're not going to change it it's you know we, yeah. we we find that our customers aren't confused so there you go uh christopher sent us an attempt to explain time crystals that we talked about earlier this week and a link to an excellent d news explainer on the matter uh here's chris's attempt all right you guys tell me if this helps you understand time crystals a little better in a space-time crystal the atoms repeat not just their spatial arrangement like they would in an ice crystal or a snowflake but repeat through time so the atoms are in constant movement without being acted upon, without being made to move, and never come to rest. Their resting state is moving. So this would be like having a Lego sculpture where the blocks are rearranging themselves in a pattern on their own. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Does that, the, the, does that help you understand it more? That's, that's, that's pretty interesting, which, which has a lot of there's a lot of questions attached to that, right? So did, if, if, there, if the resting state is motion, what does that mean for the energy state? Yeah, and there is, uh, there, there, one of the papers did deal with the problem of, of this 
appearing to be a perpetual motion machine if true, uh, and found there 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 is a way that that is not true. That it it in fact can't just power itself forever. Uh, that's the, I, that's, prob- that's that's probably the time part, right? It's probably yeah. it's probably trough is coming from the time. There is future. entropy involved in the calculations. Right. I I don't remember how it works in, but I remember reading that that they're like, no, not a perpetual motion machine. So. Anyway, time crystals. Thank you, Christopher, for that explanation. And thanks to all those who participate in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Let's check in with Len Peralta, who has been illustrating the show. Len, what do you got? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I have to agree with you, Tom, that I think that we have reached peak emoji. Uh, and uh, this is exactly, I think, what the, this insane world needs right now. <laughs> Is more emojis, and uh, this was my sort of monster creation of all the emojis that are coming out very soon. Parrot, lobster, kangaroo, llama, softball, party face, bark, new emojis, bark, crazy. This isn't. It was a weird, weird uh, news day today. <laughs> this is, no, this is good. Out. This is good. I want. I want the emoji that condenses all of my feelings into one. And Len, you've illustrated it perfectly. It's the singularity, yes. The one singular emoticon we will all use. Oh, obviously this means we're going to go party at Outback Steakhouse after softball practice and get their Peruvian special. There you go. I like it. That's that's perfect. Or perhaps it's Red Lobster. Or or we're going to get Red Lobster's Australian special. (laughs) Or you start off at out back and then you go and then move on to red lobster until there's an ipad with wings emoji we're not ready that's right (laughs) maybe 2019 (laughs) so yeah so this is in my online store you can get this guys it's uh it's you really got to put it on your wall honestly i mean especially if you're going to party after your softball practice exactly essential yeah certainly you can also by the way conversation what's that on your wall well (laughs) let me tell you about emoji (laughs) 11.0 Oh, by the way, you can also uh, commission me. Commission me for good stuff coming up for grads and dads and all that good stuff. Just you know, nice. think about that. Excellent. Where do you go Thank to commission Len? Len? Sweet. Yes. Where do you, where do where do they go if they want to oh, commission you? They Len? go to store dot com. Good. Go there now. Also, thanks to Rich Jamil, uh, Rob Jamilov. Sorry uh, for for being with us this Friday, Rob. What has been going why, on with why, you? Why are you thanking my brother? Uh, is your brother named Rich? He is, actually, yeah. Well, okay. Sometimes I get you guys confused. I am. Uh, working at Nimble Collective, uh, CTO, we're um, uh, about ready to launch the studio version of our product at the end of the summer. Congratulations. Getting pretty, getting pretty exciting. Thank you. Go check it out, folks. Uh, NimbleCollective.com. Uh, Patron Day. Today is the day uh, when we start to collect everybody's pledges from Patreon. Patreon.com slash DTNS. Thanks to everybody who supports the show. We had two more uh, supporters than last month. Our goal is always to get at least one more. So we doubled that, I guess. Uh, so thank you, folks. Uh, don't forget, you can also get these fine hats that we're wearing in our videos, as well as hoodies and T-shirts. And show your DTNS love that way at DailyTechNewsShow.com slash store. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. If you want to watch live or listen, great. Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC is our time. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. We'll be back on Monday with Justin Robert Young. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. 
hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.